0: You're listening to The Real Witches of the End Times, transmissions straight from the Underworld. Which is blood wizards, underworld accountants, and cloud people. Welcome back to the real witches of the end times. I'm your host, Mana Aylin, aka Mothmana, and I have with me today my friend Krista, who I actually met through herb school. We just graduated a 10 month herbal studies program together, and I am really happy to be able to sit down and talk to you, Krista, one on one because there's a lot of things that I think we've had small conversations throughout the past year basically which is kind of unbelievable to me that it's been that long one of the things that i wanted to talk to you about was kind of how you got interested in herbalism because for me it started off as i had like a medical problem in terms of candida and antibiotics and i found jane's beginning with herbs class flyer at moonrise herbs and i just was curious how you ended up in herbalism
1: Yeah, that's a, that's a really great question. Gosh. Well, first, I've always been really close to nature and I have found a lot of solace in nature, particularly plants. And it's kind of funny. It's a default that I would choose a plant path rather than working with animals, but I'm allergic to most animals. And that kind of ties into, I have not had the greatest health my whole life. I have a lot of genetic issues um, and grew up watching my mom really battle serious health problems from like chronic asthma to being allergic to everything. And I inherited a a lot of her allergies. So, you know, we both spent a lot of time in and out of hospitals and, you know, medical facilities. Some of my earliest memories are in a child cancer ward. I had cancer when I was four and five. And, you know, throughout that time, I just thought that that was the only thing that you could do. But my family background had always been lots of cooking and lots of like old traditional wisdom coming from various countries, the Caribbean and Eastern Europe. So I was always really in touch with plants and I was always playing in the garden. And then as I grew older, the reality of economics surrounding medical care, once I moved out of my family home, I realized that I did not have adequate medical care, you know, especially after losing insurance through my family plan. So even though I had chronic candida issues and asthma and allergies and really serious eczema i had to kind of make some choices about what can i do out of my own kitchen and garden so from 18 years old you know as soon as i was on my own i was looking for as much wisdom from people around me and from books and, you know, just in general, and like, how can I heal myself and others, you know, through a great diet, through what I can grow in my own home, teas, whatever I can do. And that kind of morphed into searching out um, a place for myself. I'm like, well, what do I want to go to school for? And originally in my early 20s, I was considering an herbalism degree or permaculture and I got Instead, not talked into, but persuaded by friends of mine that are in the sciences to instead do a botany degree. Because I was so connected to plants and the outdoors that it made sense for me to study plant biology. And I did do that and I successfully got a degree and I'm a working botanist now for the state of California, But that need for me to connect on a spiritual level, on a deeper level, not just medicinally, but energetic surrounding plant medicine, never stopped. So I've always bought books and listened to podcasts and webinars on herbalism, and it wasn't until... This last winter, my partner and I walked into a local herb store, Moonrise Herbs, on the plaza in Arcata, and they had a flyer for Jane's beginning with herb class. (laughs) And I remember looking at it and vocalizing out loud, being like, wow, I really wish I could take this class. You know, I finally have a job where I can maybe make some room to study other things that I had finally found stability, you know, so I wasn't just pursuing botany. Now I could kind of open up and look at other things. And I just remember thinking, I can't afford that. Not right now. And, you know, making excuses. And then a week or two later, you know, my partner let me know that he had signed us up and he had paid for it so we both took the beginning with herbs class with Jane and it was everything I wanted and more, and it was absolutely wonderful to do it together. And we ended up really connecting regarding medicinal plants and ended up, you know, incorporating wild foraging and uh, medicine making into our like extracurricular activities. You know, we're hiking anyway. And then when the 10 months class rolled around, I made the same excuses for myself. I said, you know, okay, well, that was beginning with herbs was fun, but I might have to wait to take the 10 month. And there was something about that that didn't sit. And a week before enrollment closed, people just started hitting me up and say, why aren't you taking this? Why aren't you taking this? So again, I had to, you know, just kind of step off the cliff and trust the the process, trust that this was the right path and said, okay, yeah, you know, I'm going to do it. And I am so glad I did. And everything in my world kind of came together to support that path. And, you know, I have learned so much from Jane's class, but also it was, it was everything I needed spiritually that connected the intellectual side of botany, bio, plant biology, and what I've been Originally, trying to study, you know, my whole life. So it is a part like medicinal need that I have. Outstanding health problems that I would like to work with, but it's also because I've just always had a relationship with plants, and that relationship goes way beyond the intellectual. You know, I want to know their names, you know, (laughs) and you know the ones that they want us to call them, and you know, just the stuff you can't really quantify you know, and including their health benefits. And I'm just so grateful that we went through that course together and I've learned so much and it's just the beginning.
0: I love that we both have memories of finding a flyer and Moonrise Herbs.
1: Yeah. <laughs> well, I, you know, I really got to thank my partner because he saw me make excuses for myself and he was like, yeah, that's not going to fly. She really wants this. And he just figured <laughs> out a way and just opening that door kind of ch- changed everything. And I'm so, I'm just so grateful. When did you take
0: Beginning with Herbs? What year?
1: It was right before the 10-month. So oh, just wow. the winter before. The last class was a week before the first class in the 10-month
0: course. Oh, that's so, that's so beautiful. I am so grateful that he did that because then I got to meet you. <laughs> yeah. You actually said something in our final presentations for, um, our graduation only about like a week ago. Now you were presenting your herbal company that you and your partner created together. And you mentioned how, you know, that the medicine you make is good now, but you also know that it's going to be even better as the years go on. And that was something that I found really inspiring because I think a lot of people have a hard time starting things when they know, that it's still newer for them even though they've been interested in it for like their whole life up to that point. It's it's hard to like break out of that that self-inflicted barrier that you can't do something because you think you don't have like a lifetimes of lifetime or lifetimes of wisdom about it yet. So I found that really inspiring.
1: Thank you. Oh, I'm so I'm so glad that that inspired you. Yeah, our company Blessed Earth Herbals, you know, is a really collaborative endeavor and I remember having that conversation and, you know, and my partner is like, why not? And I'm like, I need more time. I need more experience. You know, again, I decided that there was this bar that I had to pass Then nobody's really told me I have, you know, you have to pass this bar, but I kind of fell into like this place of perfectionism where it's like, no, I have to be better than this. And in the end, everyone I asked around me, and they're like, you make good medicine. You both make good medicine. Why not? Like, give it a shot. And I said, all right. You know, and it ended up being really well received, and it's still well received, and yeah, it just it's a it's a business that just keeps growing and I do believe that as time goes on and I hone my personal craft and medicine making over the years of course the medicine's going to get better you yeah. know and it also formulating that medicine is going to get better that seems like the natural course of
0: things you made this pine resin salve i forget what uh you call it but you made it to kind of recreate this really bizarre product that Jane had stumbled across by someone in the post office and <laughs> i like i remember you you explaining it how when you first made it you were kind of frustrated because it was it wasn't as fluffy as you wanted it to be it was more of like a bomb and that's what you ended up giving out to all of us as little samples to kind of honor that that story that Jane had to share i've been using it just this tiny little piece of it on my acne scars that I've had for years and years that nothing has worked to get rid of have already started to lighten and go away in about a week and a half.
1: That's wonderful, that's wonderful. Yeah, I'm amazed. I mean, the product that she shared with us, I took a tiny, tiny sample and put it on one of my eczema scars that just refuses to go away. And one application started to make it fade immediately so I had already had a bag of various tree resins in our apothecary you know and it's Douglas fir and ponderosa pine and you know cottonwood buds and things like that and I was like I know that there's a a use for this a meaning for this and thus far those types of things I've always heard to be used more for like respiratory illnesses And it wasn't until she introduced that product and she kind of gave us a little bit of a challenge, like who's going to reproduce it? (laughs) I'm like, let's see. Okay. Yeah. And it ended up coming out really nice. I think it really works well. I'm so glad that um, you're getting that same experience.
0: I, I love it. Like, and it feels so good too. Like, and again, just to emphasize for those listening, it was this tiny, tiny little sample and it was just, I used hardly any of it it spreads out on my skin and then like I first noticed the difference in I would say like the next morning even like my skin was just less red because I've been having a lot of skin redness too from the amount of times we wear masks all the time now and my skin's really sensitive so I've been getting like this chronic kind of like mask red irritation mark even though I constantly change my masks and I don't I wash them a lot I still get this since I started using that too that started to go away plants are so cool
1: Plants are cool. Yeah. I'm so glad that you're having that experience. Everybody that I've given that has provided me feedback to those samples and um, little jars that I gave out has had similar responses where it's, it's really working. And I love that. That was kind of a test batch just for our class, just to show that I tried the challenge, but I hope in, In the future, it can be a product available through the Blessed Earth Herbals product
0: line. I remember at the beginning, and this just popped into my head just now, like I I remember this. And every time I see Usnia, it reminds me of you. And I just remember now it's because the first day of class when we went around, this was before COVID, we had like a very peaceful first class We're like, oh, we're so excited. We're all going to be in person this whole time. Uh, (laughs) And... We had to introduce a plant that was special to us and you said usnea. Does that plant still really resonate with you now, 10 months later? It does, I, in part because I'm a
1: fungus nerd. I love <laughs> mushrooms and lichens. Usnia is a lichen, you know, it's half blue-green algae, half fungi, and they live together in this obligate relationship. And you know, one scratches the other's back, so to speak, in terms of surviving and thriving. And I just think it's so cool and it's such a powerful medicine. And I, yeah, I still resonate with it. I went on a hike with another herbalist this weekend and we talked a lot about usnea and saw it on the trees and we kind of planned to do a salve to give out to people in need over the winter because Isnia is such a strong antimicrobial. Like a salve with a base of Isnia is something you'd want to have in your bag if you're concerned about staph or any kind of fungal infection or bacterial infection that could occur if you're unhoused or in any kind of precarious situation where medical care is not available. It's just a wonderful herb.
0: That's such a good idea. I'm part of a group that hands out things to people who are unhoused and i have the free herbal medicine project that i'm doing and i might start making salves with usnia there's
1: so much of it out here exactly there's so much of it it's totally abundant um especially after a storm it's everywhere on the forest floor it's really shelf stable and it makes a really beautiful you know both tincture and you know infusion for a salve yeah and, and you can match it with all kinds of stuff. You know, we're hoping to kind of put together little care packages with an antimicrobial salve for, you know, topical infections, a fire cider, and, you know, a few other things. Just small stuff, but really, if you could only give two or three things to an individual as as a first aid kit, you know, what would you do? And I I think Uznia made the list.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Have you found that there's been any different herbs that you've been drawn to more more as well as the months have gone on with COVID and lockdown and everything?
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, definitely. In part, a lot of them I didn't have a relationship with before the 10-month course, but um, one of them is a really powerful nervine, and it's fantastic for pain and anxiety and, you know, general panic. And it also topically really helps me with my eczema and itchy skin. Is skullcap?
0: Oh, Skull
1: skullcap scutellaria? Mm. I use it in tea blends, in oil infusions. I have it in tincture blends for you know a tr- you know trauma response and panic or anxiety. I use it as a bath oil. I do an infused oil and it's like Valium for my skin where it calms down even the most aggressive, like inflammatory itchiness. And I feel like it does that internally too, where it's just very calming without being heavy on the sedative. And I love it. I love it. And then another one is motherwort. Mm you know it's fantastic for all types of female reproductive problems but also it's a heart tonic it's fantastic for healing the heart and you know when you when you have emotional grief and pain surrounding the heart i feel like motherwort is a just a a really lovely plant ally herbal ally to have so those two have definitely come up into the forefront and both of them are nervines and both of them you know, deal with
0: stress in a lot of ways,
1: and I think that's appropriate for 2020. <laughs> <You
0: know? laughs> oh my gosh, yes! Um, I've developed kind of a new relationship with with nervines as well. Like before this past year, I really only used them if I was having before I go to bed. I'd have like a, a cup of tea that had a lot of nervines in it. I really love skullcap and catnip together, actually, in teas. Yes, I've been definitely delving into them a lot more. And one that I've really come to love. And even though I really loved the smell of it before, but it's been lemon balm this whole time.
1: That was the other one I was going to say. I knew lemon balm before these classes, but I think the full breadth of what that plant has to offer, I really understood during this 10 month course that again, I use it in tea blends it's so gentle yet effective. It's you know safe for children. I use it in our topical oils, like our roll-on headache oil and um, bath oils. Yeah, it's just one of those really dynamic, nervine plants. And I, I love it. It's like a gentle hug. And apparently I had somebody comment on one of our tea blends that it's got a feminine aspect to it, that it kind of shows that the person that's formulating it has a little more feminine energy when it comes to the formula, which I thought was interesting. What do you think?
0: You know, I think I've always kind of associated it with more of like a feminine energy because of the Melissa name. Yeah. I remember one of the stories that Jane shared in beginning with herbs is she was working at an herb shop and someone kept calling, asking for Melissa and she was like, what are you talking about? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what that is. (laughs) Um, So I think kind of subconsciously I have, but also what's interesting about that, I tend to get a lot of energy and like the activeness or something from Lemon Balm too. Like one of the first times I ever took it was, took it with the intention of kind of building a relationship with the plant and trying to figure out if I wanted to use it or not for the the project that I was working on or am working on, was I took two dropperfuls of the Lemon Balm glycerin that we had made in class, I think in April or something yeah. and I did that and then I tried to go to bed <laughs> and then I got like and every time I've tried to do this with just lemon balm it's like I get so calm that I have all of this energy that I want to do all the things that I was too stressed out about earlier than the day to do so it's definitely for me in my practice like hasn't been a, like a sedative at all which I know it's not it's just very uplifting and like really clears my head it's very crisp.
1: Yeah. I, oh gosh, you explained that so beautifully. I feel like that too. It's not something I would say is going to get you to bed easier. I mean, everybody's body chemistry is different, but I wouldn't call it a sedative the way like kava works or, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, other truly sedating nervines. It, for me, it, yeah, it kind of clears that clutter in your mind and helps you focus a little bit. And I imagine myself getting a breath of fresh air, you know, energetically where you can finally exhale and go, ah, enough of all this extra stuff. Now I can focus. (laughs) And yeah, it's nice. And I love how, you know, carrying around, lemon balm as a tea or a tincture, you know, glycerite is also, it's safe for kids. I I love that idea is that the the same type of herbs that you're using for yourself, you know, in smaller doses can help a child that's in distress.
0: I also love too just the name balm. Like it just sounds like a, a healing plant. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Sweet Melissa.
1: She. She's a good ally, for sure. Yeah. Is there any others that you really vibed with over the course of the class? Yeah. At the
0: beginning, I was really into
1: borage. Oh, that's a good one.
0: Yeah. And I actually, I was really seeking it out afterwards, um, looking for it in like various salves and things. Because I, I started to notice it everywhere. Like I'd never really seen the plant before, like in, like in my world. I'd heard the name, but I never really perceived it and then it was like I'd be walking through the medicine part of like natural food stores and I was suddenly noticing that how many salves had the word borage on it and then I loved how the flowers tasted like cucumbers. Yes yeah. Yeah like I tried to grow my own borage plants from seed and at the beginning of the pandemic when everyone was really freaking out about gardens uh, (laughs) and I, I I wasn't successful, but I remember when the seedlings would kind of like flop over and die, I would just eat them and they all had that cucumber taste. Like I would just eat the whole seedling. That's adorable. Yeah, the whole thing's edible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. Um, but I haven't really dove much into it other than that. And it was like it, one that was popping up for me for a while. And then another one now that's been coming up a lot. It already was before, but it, especially now is yellow dock. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I did
1: not fully understand like what a powerful herb that is. And I take yellow dock now semi regularly to support my liver, which is, you know, inextricably connected to my skin issues. Mm-hmm. So if you have skin issues, your liver and kidneys is a place to start and yeah. you know the skin will come with that and yellow dock has just been so good you know but it's powerful i had to step back on it a little bit because it was it was helping me purge you know toxins a little too quickly where i had to mellow it out a little bit but really good and i love how the plant is so nutritious leaves seeds The root's medicinal, you know, you can use it in all kinds of food preparation. It's just really nice. What way were you taking it? I was taking it in tincture form Ah. and I still do, but I kind of switched over for liver health with the intention of helping my skin more to burdock. I feel like burdock's a little gentler. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. But then I'd say probably twice a week, I take my yellow dock tincture. There's a lot of really heroic herbs out there that dosage is really important, especially, you know, you can't speed certain healing processes.
0: Yeah, I'm experimenting right now with making my own iron capsules, and I have um, a little bit of burdock, yellow dock, I'm forgetting the other one, Um, dandelion root. (coughs) Oh, nice. Nice. And uh, rose hips for the vitamin C, so it's easier to absorb. Oh, that's
1: lovely. That sounds lovely.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Dandelion also
1: is really gentle and can be used as a tonic as well. And all of the plants that we're talking about that's in your iron pills, they're so nutrient dense. Mm -hmm. You're not just getting iron, you're getting calcium and all types of all these wonderful vitamins that I can see. I can see why it can be you know,
0: just such a potent herb. Yeah, I started taking two capsules a day of red sage powder as well, which is Don Shen. And I've been doing that. The intention of it being for my skin. I have a friend of mine who she, she's amazing, like in terms of, like she's an herbalist, but she... Well, just an herb will pop into her head, and she'll be like, "I don't really know anything about this, like specifically." And then she'll look at, like, look into it, and then do a bunch of research, and then let me know how. And then just even the the magical associations and the folklore and its actual medicinal uses were right on with what I was dealing with with my skin at the time. Yeah, I I had a bunch of the powder for it, and. Was trying to take it like a spoonful under my tongue or ta- a teaspoon under my tongue every day. And it was just absolutely the powder. I could not keep doing that. It was so hard. And then I got this capsule machine and now I just I made capsules of it and have been taking it. And even just like my energy, like I've had so much more energy to do things. And it's, again, I've only been taking two of these capsules a day, which seems like such a small amount. But that's again how powerful these plants are. But also I believe like the energetics of it as well.
1: Yeah, I completely agree. Milky oats, oats have come to me like that. And every time, you know, I talk with other herbalists or, you know, during our coursework, we're supposed to pinpoint what herbs are really calling us. Milky oats would always come up. Always, always, always. But unfortunately, as an adult, I have developed an allergy to oats, And I was really bummed out because all the formulas that would care, you know, really help some of the health stuff that I'm dealing with and I'm trying to work with would really benefit from the medicine of milky oats. And as a kid, I took oatmeal baths and used oatmeal lotion. And at some point in my early 20s, my body was like, no more. And I'm really quite allergic to oats until we took the flower essence course. And then during that time, the first herb that came up for me in pinpointing which flower essences would work for me was milky oats. Wow. And I thought, I went, it just blew my mind because it was like this plant was going to find a way, hell or high water, to help me. And so it's a part of my flower essence blend. And I also have an isolated flower essence just done with milky oats, wild oat. And it is so helpful. I mean, I feel like it calms me and just, you know, inflammation is agitation physically, but it just takes that agitated energy out of me almost immediately. And I'm just so grateful because I was kind of bumming about, oh, I can't take oatmeal baths. I can't add it to my teas or pills or anything that that's too bad and this you know this plant was like no 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 you can still do flower (laughs) essences and i just you know i just felt like that was such a powerful message
0: for those who don't know what flower essences are they are how 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 do you even explain them it's like, like they're it's, it's a mind warper.
1: Um, oh gosh, um, I'll try my best <laughs>
0: to explain flower I'm resources. trying to think in my head. It's like, oh, how do I go to a basic level on that?
1: <laughs> it's Okay, so it's energetic medicine. So you're picking the herb. It's flower, which would be the oat, the milky oat, you know, before it's completely gone to seed, you know, to become like what we know as oatmeal and you pick it in a way that you don't touch it so you'll pick it with its own leaf and you put it in a bowl full of spring water very clean pure water and you rest it in a sunny spot and you let that water infuse over the course of a day or an afternoon with the energetic signature of that herb and then you ever so carefully remove the herb out of the water and that water is then the flower essence, and it sounds like what you know—you just float some flowers and some water, and that's it. But it is so powerful, and they really do each each flower. And there's a book on my shelf that Jane showed showed us that has hundreds and hundreds of flower essences you know, and breaking down what they're for and what their energetics are and why they're calling to you. You know, it ranges all over the place. And most people know rescue remedy. Mm-hmm. And rescue remedy is used for chronic trauma, shock, pain, you know, something horrible's happened and you need to bring yourself out of that place of shock. Like rescue remedy is the thing to do. And it's a selection of five flower essences. And that's it. And not even that, it's like a microdose of those flower essences. Like my scientific brain can't understand it. But <laughs> when I take it, it works.
0: You know, I don't know how to describe that. Even with my family. So like they, my parents are, they have no, their only knowledge of herbal things is through me. And I didn't even know what Rescue Remedy was four years ago. And I remember my parents came home from the vet. They called me and said, yeah, like our cat, you know, Tippy, she's having all these issues. And the vet told us to go get this thing called Rescue Remedy and to put some of it in her food to help her work through that. It came to be known in my household as cat dope. Uh, <laughs> and... My mom and dad they didn't understand why they had to go to the the co-op or the natural food store to get this. They didn't understand what it was, but they kept putting it in there and she there was a visual difference. Like she would take it and like she'd be anxious and she was having a lot of like pain. She had an abscess tooth at the time. And she would be really restless and walking around and they make a rescue remedy for pets. Uh, I don't know what is exactly different about it because I haven't seen this bottle in a while, but from regular rescue remedy but she would go lay down and like sleep for hours like within minutes of taking this medicine and before whenever she would eat she still would like wander around super restlessly so there was an immediate difference to the point where my parents who knew nothing had no idea what it was just started to call it cat dope
1: wow it works it works and i think you know our instructor jane she puts it in her doggy water bowls. Like when she transplants a plant, she adds it to the water that she's then going to water that new transplant because plants go into shock as well oh, wow. when they're disturbed.
0: I didn't even know that. And that she did. That yeah, out.
1: I watched her do it. To where when we were digging up the horseradish root and you know cutting off the buds and partitioning it, as well as the Ella campaign in her garden, she instructed the her assistant to add rescue remedy into the watering can. And I said, do you do that for everything? And she said, yep. Every time I take from a plant, you know, or transplant it in any way or separate the roots, I do the rescue remedy. She said, I do it with my potted plants in the house too. And it just made sense, like, you know, for any type of shock response, and then recently I had a moment where a friend of mine called me in, in a panic and said a few blocks down, one of our mutual friends had just gotten seriously hurt. And they were trying to get him to listen and, you know, take medical advice and do, you know, do the things that he needed in order to stabilize. But he was in such a trauma response mode that he wasn't listening. He was just kind of freaking out and everybody else was too. So I grabbed among other things that he needed was rescue remedy. And I gave him a big dose of rescue remedy. And then I went around to everyone else that was caring for him and gave it to them too. And within five minutes, the whole room, they were just, everyone was so calm and taking direction. It wasn't uh, a room full of panic anymore. And when I explained what I gave them, everybody was kind of in awe. But they already realized that it worked. So flower essences really drive home the energetic medicine associated with herbalism for me.
0: For me as well. And when we did that, the workshop where we got to sit and we used pendulums to figure out what flower essences our partner needed Uh, in the sitch whatever they needed for their life and then we looked up what the definitions were I remember mine like the last one that I that my my partner divined for me was Dahlia like I knew what Dahlia's were but I'd never grown them or anything I didn't have a relationship with it and where this essence had come from wasn't even from any of the box remedy uh sets or I forget which other one Jane had but there was one that I think it was the year before from the 10 month, someone had made flower essences of flowers from their garden and one of them was Dahlia. And they'd written a description of it, which I hadn't read before. And we just decided at the last, the last second to do those ones as well. And this came up and it was specifically for what this person had wrote about integrating yourself fully into this lifetime of like whatever incarnation you are right now which is super woo for a lot of people but for me that was a specific very 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 specific problem i was having in june that time for me i had experienced this meditation journey where i had to go through like my my, my housemate was holding the space for me and she opened up a portal and just told me to go through it and see what happened and I basically met myself through it and it was awful in the sense that it was all of the things that I didn't want to accept about myself that I had to integrate. Part of that process was having to realize that even elements I'd pushed away, like I'd been I did not like, I I saw myself as like an earth and water person and it had nothing to do with air and fire. Um, I didn't like angel stuff by any means. Like it's just all of this stuff that I really resisted. And then when I saw myself, I realized how much fire and air and wings and all of these things were really actually really important to me. And I was really trying to work and integrate that when that flower essence came up. And so that's why I named that blend from that class. I called it Earth Wings.
1: And oh, wow,
0: I've been taking it since then. And I, I love like there so much of those things that I resisted about myself now I are my strengths, very obviously. And so I have the special bomb of flower essences and I've made so many. I've done foxglove, which is a poisonous plant. I've done um, yarrow, red yarrow as well, and all of these things. It was the one unit I would say this whole time that extra inspired me. Definitely. Me
1: too. Me too. Wow. That is a really powerful story. That resonates with me deeply. Wow. Well, that's funny you say that because I think the person that you're speaking of that made that essence, she gifted me a bottle, a mother bottle of Dahlia flower essence, among other things that she left before she um, moved out of state. And I've been looking at it being like, well, what's Dahlia for? <laughs> you know? And I haven't gotten around to looking it up. So thank you for sharing that. And if you ever need me more, if you can, I mean, I'm sure there's plenty of Dahlias where you are, let me know. But yeah, flower essences have been wild. And it has really opened up like the view I have of all the flowers around us. That a lot of times, you know, my brain is like, oh, well, that's that's just a, it's not medicinal, it's just for show. Or that's poisonous or, you know, whatever. And now I'm starting to ask like, well, what is, what are you about? What's your energetic signature? You know, and I'm. it's just really interesting. Like English daisies, we did a um, flower essence of English daisies, and it's all about calming the intellectual mind and letting go of the need to explain everything to yourself to get find a solution now (laughs) on an intellectual plane it's a it's it kind of relaxes those reins on having to have those answers because they may not be coming from your the mind a place of the mind it might be a place of the heart or spirit and it was very apropos when we did it it was around the time where most people were binge watching the news and trying to make sense of it all you know desperately like doom scrolling i love that you put flower essences in your products too yeah and i want to do more of that i think that as i get to know flower essences more yeah i really do want to add more of that in there um as it's appropriate trying to make Formulas, like I said before, I think they'll get better and better as time goes on. But it is such an endeavor of the heart to like use your intuition. You know, use the medical constituent, sure, but use your intuition on like what is calling you to be in this little salve or in this oil, and what what do you think is going to fit for people that are going through something that would prompt them to buy this product? But you you maybe never met. You know, so matching it to like what what can speak to the most people all at once.
0: What are some of the favorite formulas that you've made? You know, actually
1: tonight, I'm probably going to make another batch of that scar and blemish cream. And that was one that I just really, really wanted to make it. And I had clients that were asking us, can you come up with a scar and blemish cream for a variety of reasons, whether it's acne scars or pregnancy, you know, related stretch marks or recent like scars from operations. And I put, a, I put my whole heart into making it and it really, it worked and people really liked it, but I made a limited batch because they just wanted to test it out. And now the holidays are coming around And I've had multiple people DM us saying, are you going to offer this scar and blemish cream? And so I'm going to make it probably tonight, (laughs) if not tomorrow night. The formula is self-heal, calendula, violets, rose hydrosol, frankincense, jojoba, olive oil, organic beeswax, and honey. And it's it's just really nice. It feels good on the skin. I actually have been using it as like a finishing balm for my face. Like you do your toner, you do your facial oil serum, and then I'll touch up the areas that just don't want to be moisturized with this scar and blemish cream. And it's it's just really nice. And it doesn't create any irritation and I'm watching it, you know, just really plump up your skin and retain moisture nicely. So yeah, I'm happy with that one. I'm really happy with that one. Yeah. But we make a, we make a few different things that I'm pr- really happy with and I'm always excited to hear about how clients are finding ways to use them in ways I didn't think, I didn't think they could be used, you know, like our, our headache oil is a roll on. It's got lemon balm and skull cap and peppermint and lavender and um, CBD isolate in it. And I figured, you know, head, neck, temples, when you're, you got a headache coming on. Until a client came to us and she said she uses it for chronic jaw tension and teeth grinding before she goes to bed. She rubs it into her jawline and her temples and it relaxes her whole face, you know, and makes her not grind teeth or not wake up with like a jaw ache. And I didn't even think about that. But yeah,
0: that would be a great use for it too. For your scar bomb, have you thought about putting a flower essence in there for self-acceptance?
1: Oh my gosh, that would be fantastic. Yeah.
0: I, I don't, don't know what flower that would be, but that popped into my head.
1: That's a great idea. You've got me... Hitting the books tonight.
0: <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, that's that's a great idea. Yeah, because that is
1: part of it. Part of the healing process is you know l- loving yourself. You know, not just through you know this self care of like taking care of your skin and your body and nurturing that scar or blemish, but internally, like s- accepting yourself and speaking nicely to yourself internally.
0: But one of our one of our other classmates. Athena, she made all those wonderful oils for her project and I have one. It's for digestion, but I use it on my face uh, for when she taught us all how to do the face massage. And so Mm -hmm. I've been really loving whenever I get out of the shower now, I have all these lovely products people from class have made and um, like a salve I've made for like a moisturizer. And then I put the oil she made on and then I've been like trying to massage loving affirmations into my skin too because that's been a really hard thing for me because I didn't have really bad acne most of my teenage teenagedom at all. I just had regular like hormonal teen- teenager acne. But then once I got to be 18 to about 18 to like 20, that was when all that medical stuff started to happen for me. So I went on acne medication because I was going through some type of bizarre second skin puberty that I can't I still have no idea what happened where I was getting all this cystic acne that I'd never gotten before and nothing about my diet had changed or anything. And I went on this acne medication that was basically just super strong antibiotics that I never got told to stop taking. I just kept getting the prescription refilled. So I took it for six months. It was- Oh, wow. Destroyed my digestive system. I imagine. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And so when I came off of it, my skin got- Worse, and then I had developed the candida problem. Like, my candida issues were mostly skin related. Uh, it's another reason why I was so grateful Sarah started talking about her project about candida because I before again being in this class with all these people, I, that it seemed like something that a lot of people were really embarrassed to talk about because it manifested in so many different ways. so I'd never been able to sit down and talk to someone about Candida before and their struggles and everything and so even that felt like such a big piece of healing for me is hearing about what everyone else has going on and realizing like how much of one of a strength it is to go through all these things, not that it's like okay but the doors that it opens up for us in terms of being able to connect with other people and how we find these plants. And so I've been with, when I massage like Athena's oil into my skin, I just think about how grateful I am for my skin, even though it has been through a lot in the past. And then I put your pine resin salve on my scars and then I feel really good.
1: Oh, that's so good. That's so good. Yeah. And it, it is so important to while, while you're in the mirror in the bathroom, say nice things to yourself and remind yourself that, you know, with every stroke, you know, on your face or anywhere along your skin, as you take care of your body, like this is, this is love and you're showing yourself love. And that has been and continues to be a process for me too. You know, I have to, to admit I almost cried during Sarah's talk on candida when mm-hmm. she did her final project presentation because there was so much that she was sharing in such a vulnerable and honest way and then you know all of the research and solutions that she found through herbs that were giving her real results and I'd say like you I'd say most of it I had never heard before you know it's not something we talk about a lot of people have a lot of shame surrounding their health issues. And, you know, like you, a lot of my candida issues manifest in my skin. And I've heard it forever and ever, you have candida. I'm like, well, what do I do about it? And, you know, other, th- other than a few things, it's been really limited. And if you bring it up in a Western doctor's office, they don't really have anything to say So, you know, there's been like a degree of helplessness on that subject. And it was just so inspiring and reinforcing to know that these conversations should be had openly and without shame. And then as you move through the process of healing, be kind to yourself and be loving to yourself. Because I have spent... Uh, the majority of my life, not excited about bath and body care, because my skin is usually so problematic that by the time I get to the part where you get to look cute, I'm exhausted.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, <laughs> in, I, I you so relate to that.
1: Yeah. So, you know, and I too have been using Athena's um, oils. I took home her lymph massage oil, facial oil, Um, And I have a rose quartz gasha stone that I've been doing um, gasha in the morning. And then if I remember at night before bed, when I do my face and yeah, the whole time with the rose quartz sliding on my smooth, you know, smooth oiled skin, I'm saying kind things to myself and recognizing that between the eczema and being in my mid thirties it's going to be okay. <laughs> you know, it's going to be like, things will get better and you're still beautiful and, you know, all the things that we should all remember to say to ourselves.
0: Now I'm just going to talk about all the different things people made in class and how I've been using them because <laughs> uh, oh yeah, Jade made this CBD salve. She calls it Nature's Remedy. And the mm-hmm. other day, I, I somehow got it into my head that I wanted a lip scar which in my exploration of manifestation, that was a very dangerous thing for me to start thinking about. Because even as, <laughs> as I was thinking about it, I was like, I don't think I really want the process of getting a lip scar. I don't know why this is popping into my head. This is kind of ridiculous. And I thought about it so much. And then eventually, um, my lip, like I'm usually really good about chapstick and everything and um, putting like some type of oils on my lip. But my lip split open my, in the middle of my lip on my bottom wow. lip. Wow. And I was like, okay, that's not what I meant uh so it but it was like pretty bad and i was like i have literally never had this happen before why did this happen i don't know and so i started putting her i was like well what's what fun salves do i have and so i started putting her cbd salve and she had all sorts of different herbs in there too on there and then within two days it's fine it's healed now
1: yeah and and it's and she put it in a little chapstick Mm -hmm, she did so that's perfect that's perfect yeah, yeah, I've used it actually. It's funny you say that because I'm, maybe it's in the t- chapstick tube that it's prompted me to put it on my lips, and I've been putting it on my lips, and I'm seeing them like be plumper and rosier. And yeah, it, it's just wonderful. Yeah, I love it. I have to give a shout out to Sarah to her going back to Candida, the Candida tea blend that she made. It's not only very tasty, but it feels very effective. I just, you know, I just had a few days with it and that's really, really nice. And then I am completely in love with your herbal coffee blend. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I love it. I have used it consistently every day. I'm probably going to run out soon, but I have been on a path of trying to wean myself off of coffee because I recognize that's something that maybe is taxing to my body a little bit, um, but I really enjoy the taste, like you said, and I I need a little bit of a pick-me-up in the morning, um, but not too much. So I've been using your herbal tea blend, your herbal coffee blend that has so many fantastic roots in it with like 25% coffee every morning, and then yesterday and today using it straight. And I love it. It tastes wonderful, and it really—I feel like it's giving me like this, this boost to the to the morning that I maybe wasn't getting because the first thing in the morning you probably shouldn't put coffee in your body. That's a little harsh sometimes, but I I really like it, and I ho- I hope you make it again.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm making it as Christmas presents, but I'm going to eventually. Uh, I'm working on a bunch of stuff now to like figure out how I could offer tea blends and things like that. I'm, I'm actually actually like looking at the way you've, you've done blessed earth herbals as like, okay, cool. Cause I like, I like um, making tea blends and things like that. That's my favorite thing to do. And so I'm happy to to offer those to people who are interested hopefully soon, but I love that you put the coffee in with that blend because that's actually, that's what I tell people all the time. That's what inspired me to make it because there was this other brand that I really liked that was doing something similar. But it was just like, you know, having all this herbal knowledge now, for me, it was like, I don't need to keep buying this because I can make this myself so easily and customize it to what I need. Because I used to drink caffeine. Now I don't anymore because I'm so sensitive to it. Because a lot of herbal coffee blends will have cacao in them, which does have a little bit of caffeine, which for most people isn't that big of a deal. But for me, it was enough of a stimulant that I would drink it and start to get kind of like a caffeine headache pretty instantly. And so I switched out the cacao for carob. And I found that it still gives it that kind of hot chocolatey texture that I like.
1: Oh, that's great. Yeah, I love that too. And I love the fact that you put in the cinnamon chips, the cassia cinnamon. um And then it, they, it's just a really tasty blend, you know, and it's got like a natural creaminess.
0: Mm-hmm you know, on marginal. my palate.
1: It's it's really, really nice. Yeah. Oh gosh. Those demulcents. <laughs> that's a good use of them. I also um, put that in
0: there too, because yeah, I, acid reflux and coffee. Oh, that's a good point. That's a good
1: point. Yeah. And then simultaneously Jane brought or Jade brought those bay nuts yes. to class. And because you're maybe stimulant sensitive, maybe you didn't have any, but I had a quarter of a toasted bay nut and it really pepped me up without feeling overly um, stimulated so i'm thinking if i ever try and make a version of your blend i think in my version i'm gonna make a touch add a touch of bay nut to it but that's only because i am a type of person that needs a little push in the morning
0: totally That'd be so good. I would love to try that. Even though like I am sensitive to those things, I'm down to try all the herbs no matter what they do.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's good to know. It's good to know how they work with you personally because everybody's body chemistry is so different.
0: Actually, my the first tincture I ever bought ever was valerian root. Um, and that was one <laughs> that someone suggested to me because of I was having a lot of anxiety problems. And I didn't know anything about valerian other than my friend told me just not to take it all the time, just kind of as needed. And so I took it and it really worked for me to help me go to sleep. And then I would say a year later about this, it was the same time I was in Jane's beginning with herbs class. And this was in two, I was in Jane's class the fall of 2017, uh, oh, nice. which I took it. and. I remember my friend, my really close friend, Jenny, was having <laughs> such a hard time sleeping. And so I suggested like, oh, like valerian root tincture worked for me. And she took it. And then she told me that like the next day, she was like, well, I don't know what it is. I'm having the worst nightmares Um, from, I think from Valerian root and it's not helping me sleep. And it was that same night I went to Jane's class and she brought up Valerian root as an example about how there's some, there's a small fraction of people that have the exact opposite effect of what you would think Valerian would do. And I was like, Oh, okay. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, definitely.
1: I have similar experiences with Valerian that it's, it's sedating for me, but it also like gives me kind of like fever dreams. Yeah. Where I I can't say that I'm rested, but I definitely got sleep. So, but I don't know. I, I don't use it that often. You know, maybe as my body chemistry changes, maybe that'll change. You know, I have the same thing with mugwort, love mugwort for a lot of things, but um, in terms of a before bed, herb is not really for me you know, but I'm also a very vivid dreamer naturally so anything okay. that amplifies that it's got to be a conscious decision <laughs> you,
0: know? <laughs> you know I have to be ready for a ride so yeah I have a, uh, a flower essence actually there's a I don't know if you follow her her name is Catherine Soli her Instagram name's Persephone's Path, but she does all of this really loving work with poisonous plants. Oh, um, nice! It's like kind of the exact opposite of what you would expect someone who's really into poisonous plants to like their personality to be like. Because um, mm-hmm. I cause I tend to be pretty like I'm into a lot of really I, a lot of like shadowy dark stuff and poisonous plants. Like we're like oh yeah that makes sense for Mana, um, but she is very very different approach because she wants it to be as open as possible and not kind of freak people out in her specific path that she does it and she made this amazing blend um that has essential not essential oils that's a completely different thing uh, that has the flower essence of datura anoxia datura strominium if that's the right name um and then it has honey vanilla bean and something else in it so it's a really tasty flower essence Um, kind of wonderful it's it it like melts on your tongue her encounters with datura have been a flower essence that really helps people integrate their shadow work and that's why she thinks that it's coming up so much for people now there's a very wide interest in datura from all sorts of people even who aren't into herbs in general recently and she thinks it's because we're really as a collective like that's coming up a lot for people of having to deal with all of those things. And it's a, a plant that's essence really helps you integrate that into yourself. And I also got kind of excited and I was like, well, I wonder how this will affect my dream life. And so for a while, when I first got it, I would take it before I would go to bed and set the intention to have dreams led by Datura. And I had some like really cool dreams that they would actually, there was one that I had that, I had received a reading from someone that I didn't know personally. And we kind of like connected in the reading, like on a person to person level outside of just like a a client level. And I had a dream that night where I went to like, you know, I don't like to, I wasn't intentional, you know, being in people's spaces is its own thing, but this is just where the dream happened to take me where I, I could see the layout outside of like where they were living. And I saw this giant portal open above it, all these people were coming in and out, and I ended up reaching out to this person when I woke up and was like, I saw, like not to be weird, I don't normally tell people about my dreams when they're in them because I think that can make lots of people uncomfortable, and <laughs> but, I, but I told them I was like, I, there there is something energetically open that people are able to easily come in and out of your space and I know you're interested in those things and it's I can see it. I could I felt it there in the dream. And then she was actually I mean, I know her uh now and she was very receptive to that as something to she would need to deal with. But that came from that flower essence. I was like, thank you, Natura. <laughs> That's that is so
1: interesting and powerful. Um, I'd love to have more conversations on that type of dream work and light work that you're doing. And also poisonous plants in general. Um, I don't think, I, I think at, at face value, the w- work people do or interests that you have, because I have a lot of interest in it too, with poisonous plants, like on, at face value seems kind of dark and creepy. But like you said, it, it is a lot about shadow work like meeting that shadow place and embracing it. And it kind of brings up like that metaphor of like a lot of things are only scary because we don't ask them what they're here for
0: Mm -hmm.
1: only to find that they're here because there's business that needs to happen between you and that spirit, or they have a message or it's actually like out of a compassionate place. You know, I've heard a lot of people meet, meet, you know aspects of their shadow that they were really scared of for a long time only to find that that aspect came with like a message of love and learning and they're like well I'm here to tell you that you know this this is not something this is not a path you want to go down or like if you do x y and z you can change that so working with poisonous plants I think is really powerful. And I'm not surprised at all that shadow work is coming up for a lot of people at this time. It it seems appropriate. Yeah. And I'm glad that the person that you talked to received that so openly. It makes me want to work and do similar things.
0: Yeah. I've been having a lot of dreams. That are weirdly relevant to reality too. Like I have a lot where it'll be kind of before I wake up, and I put my phone on airplane mode when I go to sleep, and but I get mess like dreams that are like I'm getting a text message across the screen, and then I'll wake up and have actual text messages from these people. Wow, yeah,
1: I understand that. I have that not in my. I dream of different things when I'm sleeping. A lot of lately. I'll be having conversations with plants. Awesome. Which is really interesting. Yeah. Like the other day, oh God, what plant was it? I think it was Motherwort, but it might've been ladies' Mantle, which I don't actually have a lot of experience with. I was in the middle of like a kind of a crisis situation and it was almost anthropomorphized where this plant got up out of, the edge of the forest or wherever it was growing and walked over to me in their little roots and started talking to me as if it was a therapist. it's like, Hey, wow. I'd really like to talk to you about this one day. And I think you should come visit me one day and blah, blah, blah. And I'm looking at this plant, like you we are having a conversation and you're speaking to me like an old friend or a long lost relative. And the next day, you know, i that was what was coming through on what to find, you know, in the forest. Same thing when I got phone calls to make this scar and blemish cream. My dreams were filled with, "Geez, I hope Self Heal is still blooming right now." I want to find Self Heal. I wonder where she is in the forest right now. And like twenty four hours later, my phone blows up for Blessed or <laughs> Thurbles. Yeah, so incredible. But a lot of it. I have in waking life where I'll just have a thought pass through my head and it's about a person or about something that's about to happen. It's just your sixth sense or like this it, connection to the ethereal. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to run into so-and-so today. I feel like everybody has that to some degree, but some mm-hmm. of mine will be like so clear that I already know what I'm going to be doing the next day. Nobody's told me that's what I'm doing, <laughs> but I'm already ex- I'm already expecting the day to take a turn and be like, actually, we're going to work on this project. I'm like, yeah, I-, <laughs> I thought about that. But it's so interesting, especially when you really start to like allow yourself to listen and be curious about the process.
0: I think it's funny too how it's like we're all observers. I call it the phenomena. I'm teetering on the edge of this whole other topic that I'm not going to get into right now. (laughs) I love Um, it. I love it. My podcast has, I, I choose guests specifically so I can kind of tap into all these different communities because something that kind of drives me crazy about some podcasts is that they will get really niched into one topic, which is fine when that's what you want. But sometimes when you don't ever talk to people who have different belief systems than you do, you can get into this really closed off territory. So I have people on here like ghost hunters or um, some people who don't believe in any of this. And then some who are really into specific types of magic. And um, now we're talking about herbalism. It's interesting though, like how it all plays together because I interviewed and this is what's coming out this coming week before, well, before this podcast comes out. So on this coming Wednesday, I'm releasing an interview with Patty Davis, but I recorded it right before I went to herb school for the, for our last weekend. And when I got there, a bunch of people were talking about recent readings they had had with her. Wow. Yeah. And it was so strange because I'd never heard anyone in the class talk about Patty Davis before specifically, and it wasn't just one person. It was this person that I first talked to when I arrived to school, and they mentioned all these other people and how much of an impact it had on them. And I was like, "This is such a, a symptom of just following this path, I guess." So I just I tend to lean into all of those things, I synchronicities, and uh, I love hearing other people talk about them too. And I love that you mentioned them with plants and your work. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, gosh,
1: I got to know more about this Patty Davis person. I'm interested. Um, I'll have to listen to that podcast and get to know her a little better. Yeah, I am definitely with you on leaning into those synchronicities because I feel like throughout my life, whether it's learning something or just having a door open for opportunity, those moments where My intellectual brain doesn't have like this logical reason to do something or, you know, justify an action. Leaning into the phenomena, as you said, ends up being incredibly like beneficial, not just beneficial, like there's gifts, real tangible gifts that come with that. Whether it's, you know, I I remember doing an extra lap around town one day for absolutely no reason and it made me late. But I knew I was going to, I had this feeling that I was going to run into somebody. And I ran into somebody that offered me exactly what I needed in that moment. And that was like a safe place to live with like-minded creative individuals. And I hadn't seen that person in years, but that extra (laughs) lap put us on the path together and ran into her and she's like, hey what are you doing right now? And I said, yeah, you know, let her know what I was doing. And she's like, you should come look at this house. We're trying to fill the master bedroom. Would you be interested? You know, and we hadn't spoken in years, but that was the first thing she said. And it ended up leading on a course that was just really beneficial. Lots of gifts. So yeah, lean into it. And I'm, I, I say that out loud to you, but it's it's a huge reminder for me too. And I really appreciate my partner is one of those people that he fully leans into that tingle that he gets on the back of his neck or the instincts you know it's really it's really cool it's really cool because we've had a lot of conversations where he didn't have a a name for it astral projection or lucid dreaming or you know spell work in your dreams and he's doing them he's doing them all the time but he just didn't really know what they you call it or if there was a name for it. It was just something he wasn't second-guessing. He was just
0: doing. I love when people do that because it it speaks to... Because some people will say, oh, well, you only think you do this thing because you heard about it. It's like, no, like people get led to this and they don't know what it's called and they just do it because they feel like it's right. And it's really affirming to hear about other people who have ended up on this path in that way as well. And I I think it's amazing that you're working on a herbal company together with someone who also understands all of those things. And you're able to add this whole extra layer of intention and energetics and all of these things to all of your products, because I think that's what a lot of, like I'll, I'll, I'll purchase some herb products sometimes. And it's like, you can tell that it's missing that dimensionality to it. But with yours, like, you know, it's there. Like just even the way, like the fact that you, again, that you add flower essences speaks to the person who created its philosophy that they would have to have to make an effort to put a flower essence into anything. And that they know no matter whether or not whoever is using the product believes in it or even knows what it is, that it's having a specific effect. And that's the type of care I hope more things will have in the future.
1: Yeah, I agree. I agree. And thank you for saying that. Um, it's all about the herbs and what <laughs> they can teach us and the healing that they possess and you know, why they, they want to be in the products that we make at that time for that reason. And we do try really hard to attune ourselves with you know, the energetics that go with creating a healing product. There's been times where we've turned off the stove and said, you know what, today's not the day. It's just not the day for this one. I don't feel good about it or we're feeling scattered or whatever. And that's okay because, you know, it's, it's really important. You know, the energetics that you put into anything, you know, I will never forget in my early, early twenties, I worked in a restaurant where the owner of the restaurant would escort you out of the kitchen if you were in a bad mood. And she would very kindly let you know that you take as much time as you need, go sit on the back porch, ground out, do what you need to do, but don't put that in my food. I really thought that was powerful. And I I try to bring that, we both do try to bring that to our medicine making as well.
0: And if people were interested in learning more about the medicine that you make with Blessed Earth Herbals and what products you're offering, where would they be able to find you?
1: Right now, we have an Instagram. So it's at Blessed Earth Herbals, all one
0: word, or, or Blessed
1: Earth Herbals on Instagram. And the new year, our intentions are set to build a website and upgrade our label look, and you know just streamline it and get it up on a website to where you're not we're not just working all through instagram and then there may or may not be an opportunity in humboldt county that will have products out at a holiday fair but i'm not sure but definitely blessed earth herbals and stay tuned for more um i'm really excited (laughs) Yeah, we've got we've got a handful of products available. And then we're working on a few more that we're going to introduce this coming week or, you know, in the beginning of December, just in time for the holidays. One of them is a facial
0: serum. I'm really excited about. Yeah. So check us out. Well, if you would like to find me, listeners, you can find me at mothman.com for readings and my art, and also on Instagram at mothmanotero. Is there anything else that you would like to plug here? Oh, gosh. Um,
1: you know, take care of each other. Anytime's a good time to plug into your community. Here, we work with Humboldt Mutual Aid and Food Not Bombs, you know, and create herbal medicine to give out to people, as well as... There is a nonprofit organization or a way to plug in in that way, you know, on your own, anywhere, in any town. And I think it's more important. It's always been important, but I think it's extra important these days for people to remind each other that you're you're a part of a bigger thing and you're a part of a community and there is support there for you.
0: Thank you. Those are Amazing words to say. I agree with you. I, I really think that the way of the future is us supporting us, you know, like we support us is a pretty common phrase that I'm seeing on all sorts of different mutual aid groups um, out there. There's, there's an herbal street aid group where I live that speaks to that a lot. So I appreciate you bringing that up here as well.
1: Yeah, I think this year has been a really good year to see what happens if, you know, we create our own support systems and solidarity within our communities. You know, it, it definitely, you know, helps curb a tide of, you know, whatever else is going on in the world or in the nation, you know, you have that community support and it matters so much even the smallest kindnesses
0: i really 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 love what krista and her partner have created and i can't wait to see what else they come out with because again there's so much love here i'm sure you can all hear it in this interview and i'm really happy that you were able to come on the podcast today to talk about it and again thank you so much yeah thank you mana it's so good to talk to you Thank you so much
1: for inviting me on.